Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Katie Pack in the air. <sighs> you already know what we on right now. We, you know, you know what we mm. on right now. We got mm-hmm. spells on the show. It's that uh, Katie got, he, Kyrie Sativa blend, boy. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, that's your boy, though, right? That's 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 your boy. You say he was the best. Yeah, player. let's let's. He your let's, favorite I'm, I'm gonna let player. you get your shit off. I'm gonna let you get your shit off. I ain't gonna right. I ain't gonna do no fact checking right now. You know, thirty seconds in. But yeah, <laughs> that pack is in the air, bro. <coughs> the, the the pack is in the air for that fraud, Kevin Durant, and Rafer Austin with a jump shot. And you, and you know, we, we gotta, you know we it's a fraudulent performance it. if you gotta bring me off the COVID quarantine. The pot about this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I had yeah. a fit of cough, and I was like, mm-mm. <coughs> this basketball, yeah, really, yeah. the basketball probably got me sick. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Brown wasn't there to save them tonight. They, 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 Bruce Brown wasn't there to save them tonight. Bruce Brown, <coughs> Bruce Brown isn't a problem, but he's like to me a symptom of like the larger problem that it is with the Nets, and that's just like their roster makeup in general. But like typically with superstar led teams, their roster makeup is fucked anyway. But the superstars do their fucking jobs. What the hell were Kyrie and KD doing for the first three games? Like, why decide today to try? And only really KD tried. Like, <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> KD was forcing it. KD, KD missed a ton of shots. Like, yeah, you look at the box score, you but like, oh, KD had thirty nine. KD shot thirty one shots to get that thirty nine. He only made thirteen shots. He was thirty two really to thirty one. I mean, honestly, that boy was twenty seven percent from the three. I mean, Dang. I mean, yeah, that's fucking atrocious. But honestly, you know, watching the game, I wasn't even disappointed because I was like, "Damn, at least he's shooting this motherfucker." Like, because yeah. the first three games he was timid, damn near. <coughs> and I know he's saying, "Oh, they muddying up our sets, blah blah blah." Excuse after excuse after excuse, motherfucker, you seven foot two. I don't care how they muddying up your sets. Jump and shoot the fucking ball, and give yourself a chance to see a shot go in. Like he was just doing this. It's just. He is just as guilty as Ben Simmons of, like, that mental fragility bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. if you're supposed to be a top two, top three, top one player in the world, if you're going to tell the media, oh, I'm Kevin Durant, okay, then they can do Kevin Durant shit, shoot the fucking ball. What, but, like, what else are you supposed to do? You're not, like, really... You're not doing nothing. That's what. That's my problem with Kevin Durant. When I know they talk about the greatest score of all time, and we give him his credit. Give Katie his credit. He is normally... And he is one of the greatest scorers of the all time. Taylor, He's the greatest, one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. However, <laughs> this is the problem I have with players like KD, Kyrie, like all those types of players. I have a problem with them because they're protected and they get pushed in this like tier of players that, and they just like when you argue Kevin Durant's the best player in the league. What is your argument for Kevin Durant being the best player in the league? What is most people's KD fans and KD stands argument for Kevin Durant being the best player in the league? Him putting the it's ball in the like, basket. You know, yeah, he can put the ball in the basket. He's, He's a seven-footer. But then I watched him get locked up by Grant fucking Williams and Al Horford multiple times. Exactly. What? That's that's people's argument. They're what? like, he's a seven footer. He's the most unguardable player. He can pull up from thirty. He's the most unguardable player we've ever seen. He has a handle. He can get to the basket. He can score at will. But the problem I have with that is they say that, but Katie, outside of those few first few years, those three years where he led the league in scoring, 
when has KD been definitively the best scorer in the league? Oh my god. Hey. Are we, are we doing this that? I'm not, I can't even go down the memory lanes, you know, oh, was he really? Yeah, I'm just, uh, 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 no, no, no. Well, my, my, my point is this. My point is this, because I'm not saying like he's not a great scorer. He's still a great scorer. He's always in that upper tier. But my thing was the argument for him only is he's the best scorer. So if he's if your only argument is he's the best scorer and he's not leading the league in points, what is his argument for being the best player? That's that's who that is the me points personally. Those years, James like, yeah, we've had James Harden lead the league in scoring. We have Russell Westbrook. We've had Steph. This okay. year we have Joel Embiid. And my argument this year is when people were talking about the three mm-hmm. best players, you know, when they were talking about the MVP candidates, they were talking about the best players in the league. People were talking about Embiid. They were talking about Jokic. They were talking about Giannis. And then people were still KD. Like, KD's still the best player in the league. LeBron's, they're saying LeBron's old. KD is the best player in the league. Right, they're cool. like, KD's better than Giannis. KD's this, KD's that. Because remember, that's what the media was driving all year before Brooklyn, before he got hurt. Brooklyn went on that um, losing streak and everything else. Yeah, Kyle Podgy, if I lose my was, point, I'm sorry. What? Kyle Podgy, real he, quick, if I lose my point. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Just, just, just for context, yes, I understand that, you know, yes, Russ and I think you, you, you didn't come out James, whatever, whatever. Like, they were their teams were in different positions. They were the primary scorers, you know, when – KD shared the ball with Russ and James. KD shared the ball with Steph and Clay. Like, there's context in these situations where, I mean, people are just touching the ball more than him. But if you look to his efficiency, I mean, I think that's where the scoring, you know, breaking okay. argument My came argument from. there, though, is his efficiency was best in Golden State when he wasn't – like, yes, he led their team in scoring, but he wasn't the defense's main focal point. Yeah, and I, and I cut you off earlier, so I'll let you continue with your earlier point. Oh no, no, I was just, I'm just responding to that, like, um, because you, I don't like the argument with the with the Russ thing because he led the league in scoring when he had Russ and Harden on his team when they were young guns. C- correct, and that should that that should be that should, and it did. That what got people saying like, God damn, look at this motherfucker. But then at the same time, you also have to be like, okay, at some point, Russ is taking shots away from him, just like Steph and Clay took shots away from him, because like you said, he wasn't the primary focus for the defense. On that team. Yes, that but day. when Steph was, Steph had Clay there with him as well, and mm-hmm. he still led the league. So that's the only thing. Like, Clay was averaging 20 a game. Yes, Harden didn't have like another like primary scorer with him, so he was doing most of the scoring. But my thing is like, I'm not, I'm not, my thing, I know you're bringing those up, and I, and I brought those guys up too, but I'm like, my thing is, how else are you affecting the game? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's the most – he's protected. Yes. I know people slander him off the court, but on the court, he's one of the most protected superstars ever. Him mm-hmm. and Kyrie because they're talking about – because bad Twitter and people are like – their games are visually appealing. Like, like people like seeing Kyrie dribble. People like seeing Katie go get a bucket in those fancy ways. However, I never understood that because, like, if Giannis is averaging more points, if MB is averaging more points than Katie and they're doing this – but it just doesn't look as good, so you don't put them in the upper tiers of score. Like LeBron, for example. LeBron isn't known as one of the greatest scorers, even though he should be, because it doesn't look as good. People are like, yes, LeBron is scoring, but he's playing bully ball. He's just stronger than you. He's just pushing past you and dunking on you and scoring bullying you. I'm like, who cares how he's getting the buckets? Mm-hmm. He's getting the buckets. But also, they're affecting the game on the other side. Right. Like, Katie and Kyrie aren't affecting the game on this. I know KD became a slightly better help defender, but 
like they overrated that a little bit because he's not a good defender. And it's like, what what else is he doing? What I else? Mean, is even he honestly, even, your shots get? even their bread and butter on offense, they're not affecting the game, you know, with enough impact. Because when their shots not going in, the question you asked earlier, what are we doing? We saw, I think, in the play-in and then maybe a game in this series, you know, KD tried to distribute a lot. A lot of that was forced because he was doubled. But he, there, was, there was a time where he had a positive effect with it, but we didn't see enough of that effectiveness, you know, coming as a result of that yeah, in Kyrie. But I – yeah, that looked good. But somebody – I was watching – um, what was his name? His we don't see enough of it is my point. Yeah, I think his name – it was Scott something. It was Scott something. Um, He's an assistant coach. He was breaking down film. He was breaking down film, and I was watching. He did it on Twitter. Um, there was a clip going around, and he was saying those how players like that, how they process things so fast. But they were like, if you look at how KD does it, he he needs that extra second. Like he sees the opening, he he sees the people open, but it takes him because it's not a na- he's not a natural playmaker. Mm-hmm. It takes him that extra half a second to read the court and see who's open. So against like lesser defenses. Yes, he can facilitate you, but oh, they're doubling him. He's passing out. But when he plays that elite defense, like if he plays an elite defense, like he's in on him, and you see that, like, okay, where are you passing to? We're not going to give you that extra half a second to make that read. You got to, you got to, you got to be thinking two, three steps ahead. And if you're not making that read ahead, then you're playing into their your their hands. Like he's he's getting double. There's somebody open, but he doesn't see them right away. So he, he either tries to force a shot or he's trying to look for the open person to where he's getting the deflection or they're covering up the gap by them. So that yeah. defense make like Katie's life a living hell and it kind of exposed like some of his weakness. If you think of like Katie early on, what was Katie's flack early on was he couldn't get past smaller defenders. Like when he put guards on him, mm-hmm. he struggled because they had quick hands. And they applied pressure early on to where he couldn't make that decision. Mm-hmm. He he adapted to that by gaining by working on his post games. When he put those smaller defenders on him, he would just post them up and cook them that way. However, that read thing, like that's that natural read, is just not there for him. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of times where even Kyrie, Kyrie has the same thing where Kyrie is not a playmate. He plays point guard. But we all know Kyrie's not a natural point guard to where he played exactly. me. I remember his career high. He had assists he had when he was in Boston. It was 13. I was like, when he got that, I was like, that's his career high in assists. That's the most he's like, I was like, because he's not uh, a natural like, playmaker. He looks to score first. Like 13 is a pretty high. At, yeah, like I'm just saying, I look at, if you look at that game, um, was it, yeah, it was game one when Jason Tatum hit that game winner. And Kyrie came down court. And they had forced that bad shot. If you go rewind it, I believe Eve, it was Bruce Brown was wide open in the middle of like between the free throw line right. and the mid range. And that's why James Harden was so essential to that Nets. Exactly. That Nets run yeah, last year because yeah. they were missing true point guard play. But um Yeah, that's why they try to bring Ben Simmons in to do it. And it's like Kyrie didn't make that read. Kyrie dribbled. He saw the double. He tried to dribble through the double. He dribbles to the open man, dribbles past the open man, couldn't get the shot because they doubled him. There's literally, at one point, there was three bodies on Kyrie, and it's like somebody's open, and he didn't make the correct read, and he threw it to KD, who was twenty, almost 30 feet out, who had a defender on him already, and it's like if there's three people on me, there's one person on KD, somebody's open. Mm-hmm. You have to make that read. 
if you make that correct read, this is a different ball game. If y'all are up one zero, it's, it's a completely different story. But they, but they weren't even doing like y'all are struggling and forcing shots. Y'all make those reads. They, they weren't even doing the little game. shit, bro. Like when you coached that group of like six, seven year olds last year or the year before, or whatever, and you was you and you experienced the frustration of t- like trying to get them to pay attention to something, and then in the game, the same thing they didn't pay attention to fucked you. That happened to the Nets all series. Little shit like not boxing out, little tick tock, this undisciplined. They were look like an undisciplined team. And that's why they could yep. never fucking that's why they got swept, bro. Like Steve Nash did not prepare this team at all. And like it wasn't really like a serious thing. I don't think he prepared them like in terms of setting the culture. And that's what K D was supposed to do as a superstar was establish the culture of accountability, et cetera, et cetera. Shit you hear about down in Miami and LeBron taking from Miami to LA. Russell Westbrook setting the tone from, you know, the way OKC runs their practices when he went to Washington and that causing friction there, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think I think that caused friction in Houston too, the way like he wanted to practice. But like this practice intensity, setting expectations, you know, setting a culture so when you meet adversity and your superstar pisses down his fucking leg, you know, your 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 B player steps up and he becomes a superstar. You know what I mean? Like, it's just KD really, really, really fucking dropped the ball on this man. It's, it's all on him. Leadership, accountability, execution. I mean, I think he really lacked in all three in this series for me. And that may be being harsh, but you know, you gotta you gotta hold your best and the brightest and the brightest lights. So Yeah, you had to hold, like you 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 wanted to be the guy, if you're the number one option, you're the guy. You have to take accountability for this. And it's not just because I'm a Celtics fan and Katie, Kyrie, all this stuff. Because anybody, like, I, when I come on here and we've talked before, and when I slander Jimmy Butler, when we were slandering Giannis, when we slander all these other players, it's you have to step up. If you're going to be that guy and you want to be that guy and you talk like you're that guy, like Kevin Durant said, I feel like whenever he was in Ghost, like, I feel like I'm the best player in the world. People still feel like he's the best player in the world now. Like, I'm like, if, you, if you're supposed to be the best player in the world, we got to hold you to the same standard as the best player in the world. Jokic yeah. was getting clowned for dropping 30, a 37-point triple-double in an L, and people are like, oh, Jokic can't even get a win, blah, blah, blah. But KD is sliding when he's having more turnovers and field goals made. And I'm it's like, how is this fair? Aesthetics. Like, Aesthetic. yeah, I, I mean, I know, like, bag Twitter talks about, like, oh, you have a bag. Bad, like I'm so sick of that nowadays too. Like he was not looking appealing. very deep in his bag this series, dog. He like wasn't. In, anytime he tried to execute a dribble move, it looked pretty bagless. He was getting caught up, getting ripped, turned the ball over. He didn't really have a bag this series, man. He was his best success was really just off pull up threes and fucking spot up threes, maybe some runners. Like he really was not playing well at all, bro. This is so yeah, he couldn't get to his spots. Could, and I mean, Jason Tatum, shout out to Jason Tatum, Grant, I mean, I said Grant, Grant Williams, all of them doing their job on him because they put their body on him and they made him uncomfortable. There were so many times, like, Katie tried to dribble, he was all up in Katie's face, and Tatum just plucked him. Tatum, Tatum just knocked the ball out of his hand. That's like, another Tatum thing. was you playing defense. He had six steals be, last game. You can't be Kevin Durant and get outplayed by Jason Tatum, and not because Jason Tatum isn't amazing, because Jason Tatum obviously outplayed KD this series. That's because you're supposed to be Kevin Durant. You're not supposed to let no young nigga outplay you on national television four games in a row. It's just, it's not supposed to happen that way. But It's not, man. especially when you're the title soft. favorites. Everybody was ducking you. Like you saw, saw a bunch of soft-ass niggas on that team, bro. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, bro. Hold on, yeah. give me a second. There's a bunch of soft ass niggas on that team, man. Like you got Kyrie. <laughs> the Stephen A was right on the fucking. I, I watched first tape, but they, they, Stephen A was right on the fucking button. He like, you got Kyrie. He was when the crap of the riots happened. He was like, damn, this shit heavy, dog. I can't even go hoop. I can't go hoop. You got fucking. You got fucking Ben Simmons who ain't playing the year and somehow isn't physically ready to play. And you had all the access to like. The Planet Fitnesses and fucking personal trainers and chefs and nutritionists to keep yourself on. <sighs> Kevin Durant, who's a grown-ass man, and still ain't put grown-ass man weight on so he can fucking fight through physical play. Because that's the difference between what happened to KD this series and what used to happen to Giannis until Giannis bulked up. Cause y'all just get... Look at Tatum. You see Tatum young? Yeah. Look at Tatum his first and second year. Look at Tatum exactly. now. Tatum put on like 25 pounds of muscle because he, like, he needed to to be able to take that contact. And Kevin Durant, this is not for some reason. Like, unless he has like some type of medical condition where he can't put on weight because of his head or some shit, which could be possible. But like, it doesn't make sense to why he's he not tempted. Like, it has to make sense to him. Like, if he weighs more, it'll be easy for him to get to his spots. And maybe this series. I mean, I, I doubt it. He's kind of an old dog now. But maybe this series would be a way to call it down. Maybe I should eat some fucking protein shakes or some shit like that. But <laughs> you, you never know with these fucking. Because niggas don't really be trying to win no more either, bro. Like he already got two rings, so for him, this yeah, is it all. Looked like, like he was checked out, like from game three on. Like this is the most like last game. game and this game, he looked like he was checked. Like last game when they were talking about, hey, you know, game two is when he had all those misses and he was like zero for ten, didn't score, didn't hit a single shot in the second half. Game yeah. three, <laughs> he shot pretty efficiently. He just didn't shoot. There was so many times watching that game, literally on the oh, well, he's double. I'm like, they're not doubling every time. There was a lot of times where KD just was walking. Somebody else had the ball in their hands, and KD standing at, like, the hash. Or KD standing in the corner just uninterested, not even trying to call for the ball, not even trying to get the ball. Like, three, four straight possessions, and KD just standing at the hash, letting somebody else operate. And I'm, like, watching Bruce Brown shoot a jumper, trying to dribble, and it's like, you're Kevin Durant. Go get the ball. Why are you not trying to get the ball? They get the ball. You in one-on-one. They didn't even double you. You're in one-on-one. You just swing the ball around passing. No. You are down 2-0 at that point. Go be aggressive. Like, why are you pass? What is you? Like, what are you on? He don't got like, no, I don't understand. He, he just don't got That's no. Superstar. I don't. I don't really know where his competitive uh, fire really lies on the spectrum of, like, vocal leadership and shit like that. Because, like, you, you look at championship-level teams. What do they all have in common? They have they have people with set roles vocally that know when to pull you to the side and say what to say in what situation. They have the Kevin Garnett's, they have the Paul Pierce's, they have the Rondos, they have the Chalmers who fucking who's really was just a scapegoat for LeBron and them to beat up on. But they also had the Udonis Haslam's, and you know they had the, the ways. Bro, you you can go into the Derek Fishers and the bro. It's just you you have people with the foul roles. Who is that person for the Nets? I can tell you who that vet. person is for the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But who was that person? Al Horford was a vet for us. They didn't have a vet. That was the problem, too, because they they brought in players to try to be vets. They brought in LaMarcus Aldridge. But LaMarcus Aldridge has not even been to the finals. And he's he like it's like, he's your vet. Blake mm-hmm. Griffin is your vet. Mm-hmm. You have what's called. But Blake Griffin is a your, good vet. But coaching is Yeah, but I'm saying, but, you but know, I'm saying like, those, like, those, are, those are vets that haven't, like, 
I don't know where their mindset is. Because Blake Griffin has had controversy his own self about giving up and quitting on teams, not being the most mentally strong and everything like that. And if that's your bet, yes, he's a good teammate. But if that's your bet, bet to like when your team is falling down, you need to pull them aside and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, hey, get right. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, we're not, we not doing it. Like, you see that with Haslam. You see that with Al Horford. Like, I can't tell you how many times Al Horford literally called out the team, and he looked pissed, and he, like, yelling at them. And they they, they ignored They said, yeah, Al's our vet. They, like, they, they know. That's why they wanted to bring Al back in the first place, because they wanted him back. Like, the players wanted him back, and they needed that vet presence. Mm-hmm. And he plays that vet presence. Like, you need a bet on this team. If your bet is those two guys or you have Andre Drummond as your starting center in – 2022 or Bruce Brown's your starting power forward at 6'4 and it's just I don't know they have no defense on this team either like they're what the perimeter like there is again that's what I'm talking about like when you're not affecting game offensively like what are you doing mm-hmm. you had Kyrie Irving on the court all four games of the series the Celtics were hunting Kyrie Irving if Kyrie, they were forcing switches they were trying to get a switch and trying to get Kyrie Irving guarding the ball in yeah. attacking, they were playing whoever defense on Kyrie Irving. Like it's like who, who I mean, whoever like like whoever Kyrie's guarding, that's who's getting the bucket. They that's were attacking of, him like ridiculously. That's a lot of problems Huh? Yeah, there's a lot of problems. That's why I'm like when people are talking. About, oh, Ben Simmons come back. Ben Simmons feels. <laughs> excuse me. Ben Simmons plays a role. And he fulfills a role. But Ben Simmons doesn't just save everything. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons doesn't fix the paint protection. Even if they keep the same trio and really... Even if they keep the same trio of Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and I say same trio, trio that never played together, and you know Kyrie Irving, it's, it's still everything outside of them it doesn't seem to gel well. It just doesn't really seem like there is unification between the coach and the fucking GM on like how this roster should be constructed. It was more kind of like, hey, we got Katie and Kyrie at the same time. Let's, you know, kind of make what we can make shape. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very, it's not as top heavy as it was last year, this year. Like, I feel like they did a mm-hmm. decent job of getting some, like, good veterans. Um, you know, they got Curry in that trade. They got DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Drogic off the buyout market was a pretty good. Was Drogic buyout right? Was your trade? Yeah, I think it's buyout. We said Drogic. Yeah, he yeah. was a buyout. Yeah, so I mean, he chose to go there. That that was solid pieces, but I mean, none of those are like, damn, like what a great fucking piece. Maybe outside of the Curry pick, but I, the Curry I don't know, was man. the best pickup for them because they were missing Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. But Curry is also coming back off a bum ankle, so he's kind of limited to what he could do. He <laughs> and he's kind of injury prone in general. Yeah, like you see him coming off the injury, you're like, oh, okay, he doesn't like, look like he's moving correctly. I mean, he got so hurt in not, college, he, he got hurt in the G League, I think he got hip injuries. Like, Curry is a little so, unavailable at times. Yeah, but when he is available, he's one of the greatest shooters of all time, efficiency wise. It's just, he was, he, he just wasn't comfortable. I just don't, I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I want to hold KD. I just, like I said, I just want to hold KD to the standard. Because let this have been Giannis, we I mean, would like the slander would have been crazy. But why this have been people, at this point? Like, why even bother? Because that, that's the question I have. Because I was just thinking about that. Like, 
Like why do why bother as a fan? Why bother as a as a fucking coach that's trying to put together a championship level team? Why bother with with people with the mindset like a like a Kyrie, like a like a Ben, like a KD? Why make that player the focal point of your next four years and pretty much your your job if you're a head coach and GM pairing? Like why make these type of players who have shown that they just can't get it done by themselves? <coughs> you can't tell me that you don't well, have because they haven't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that though, because if you look at it, people after you win a championship, there's this thing. You know, people say you got the championship mindset. You figured it out. When LeBron first got to Miami and he under he was played he he didn't play the best against the Mavericks. He lost that, and he thought it was just easy because, like, you put these stars together, we just win easy. Mm-hmm. Then he saw it wasn't easy. He figured out that championship mindset, figured out what to do after hearing from D-Wade, because D-Wade had already won. He came back, won a championship, won another championship, goes to Cleveland with that same mindset, and comes back 3-1, and it's because of his mindset, him letting them know, because he's the leader of the team. He's not letting them believe they lost the series even when they were down. He gave them a fighting chance, and he's like, I'm going to lead y'all back. You win the championship. You come to L.A., you keep that same championship mindset, and you're like, boom. So they probably assumed. But let me me stop you there because there's a difference between the culture that was established in Miami with LeBron-led and the culture that's in Los Angeles now that's also LeBron-led. And that's that LeBron adapted and led the co- adapted to, and then he led the culture that was in Miami. You exactly, that's saying? what I was going with it. Yeah. I was saying like oh. I, I was going to say oh, bad, that's continue. probably what they thought was going to happen yeah. with Katie when they saw him adapt and change his game a little bit when he was playing with the Warriors after he won the championship, and then he left the Brooklyn. They're like, oh, he's won. He's seen what it takes to win. He sees he might have to adapt. You do X, Y, and Z depending on what you need to do. All right, let's bring him in. His mindset probably right. And, I mean, it's a right assumption to be like, all right, he's ready. And then when you get him and you see the mindset has not changed. Um, well, that could have like, – and that also could have been the result. Like, when you pay when you pay close attention, like, okay, you have Kevin Durant, obviously, but then you also have Steve Nash as the head coach. And what was Steve Nash doing before then? He was a consultant for the Golden State Warriors, so you know he has the – the quote-unquote scheme, or at least the principles that allow Katie to succeed in the offense, that allow the offense to succeed, but personnel choices and fucking, it just, it didn't, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't set up right to succeed from the start. You know what I mean? Like, this shit yeah. is, it, I don't want to say it was never going to work because it's not quote-unquote over yet, but I mean, at least for this season it is. It just doesn't seem like it was ever going to work. James Harden leaving in the midst of the season, even while he was there, it just... I mean, I liked it whenever they were going to get Ben Simmons. I thought he would actually play. I didn't think he would miss still the entire season. Um, I think we need to start talking about that narrative, though, um, about building the two players strong and then nobody else and basically be like, hey, we're going to build off these players and just let them carry by themselves. Well, I'll give the Nets credit. It was supposed to be three players strong. It was supposed to be three. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be three players strong. I will get that. But it was kind of tough, too. Uh, I know Steve Nash is going to be a scapegoat for this. And Steve Nash didn't wasn't the best coach. Well, I was saying, what team is it? I mean, it's KD's team, but, like, I agree. You, you pose a coach, nigga. 
Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to coach, but Steve Nash, he all, tried Steve Nash was never supposed to be, an, but he wasn't supposed to be an X's and O's coach. We saw that when he was coming in. He was supposed to be a player coach. When he was with I Golden never understood State that, because was he not a point guard? He was, but you got to think of how many points. Magic tried to be a coach. It didn't work out. Well, we've seen plenty of point guards try to coach, and it didn't work out for them, because I think when it comes to the, those star-level players, you got to think, you see the game different. Try to be Kevin Durant or try to be like, yeah, LeBron James and explain it to like Aaron Neesmith what you saw in the game and why they couldn't see that. Be like, hey, but I think players like LeBron James and, you know, you know, Nash and like Rondo are players that whose basketball IQ is so high. Yeah, they probably see it on a level. But that, if they just said it how they saw it, you would understand. But I also think that they can translate it to a level that you can't understand and still give you exactly I, what they see in. So I'm not sure though, because I feel like more it's more ins- instinctive, like like it's an instinct. Like you're like, hey, like we know, like it's a feel for the game. Like like Larry Bird used to always talk about that all the time too. Like it's a feel for the game. How he was still like two three steps ahead, and like you just see and you see like you come down court, you go like they pick and roll. You see like the defender stepped up, and your instant reaction is just to automatically drop because you know, oh, he stepped up, boom. Like that's just an instinct, like muscle memory. You automatically do like where other players, they they go down there, they might make the wrong pl- pass. Then the next play down, they be like, oh, somebody say that. Okay, yeah, let me watch for that. You watch for it, like okay, now they see it. But I think why do like, we why do we evolve gifted why do we evolve gifted basketball minds of the responsibility of imparting that knowledge to everybody else? Like okay, so you just described. You know, I know it wasn't like a quote unquote parallel scenario, but it was you just described a scenario where Nash could be seeing something different than somebody else and like the difficulty, but he could still enforce principles that, you know, he can mold the team to his quote unquote feel. Cause that's what y'all that's what y'all coach did. With y'all I know, defense. but here's the difference though. Like I'm like That's coaching. Yeah, but he has to coach yeah, it's that. coaching. Yeah, it's coaching, but I'm like, that's what I said. There's a difference. Ime is an X's and O's. Like, there's a di- – you know there's difference to all coaches. Like, they're a different type of player. Nash was a person – like, he's a – he's he was supposed to be a player. So there's plenty of player coaches out there that make it work. Like, we're, we're managing egos. Like, when you talk about the great Phil Jackson, a lot of times they talk about him managing egos. They talk about, like, him being, like, the Zen master and getting people to do things that aren't so – like, when he's talking about Dennis Rodman – when he's talking about Kobe and Shaq feud, like on the court, like we get, we manage the egos and get y'all to be like, hey, this is what needs to be happening. I might not be the best X's and O's coach. Cause we saw when he tried to coach again in New York, whenever he was trying to do that triangle off, it didn't work. And we saw him doing certain things. Like you need, you need the right certain personnel, like certain personnel works with certain types of coaches. Mm-hmm. I think that they know like they wanted him to be a player coach, but you got to think you also have assistant coaches. You got to remember, Ime Udoka was on that staff for Brooklyn. Yeah. He was on that staff before he came over here last. So you have a coach like that that's doing, you're like, when you have, like, when you go to those games, you see, like, 15 assistant coaches on the bench sitting behind them. And if you look at the coach, the coach is talking to the players. But a lot of times you see the assistant coaches, they're telling the players what to do. They're telling them, like, hey, did you make sure you do this. Hey, look at this. Look at it. And they're talking to the coaches. And a lot of these coaches, you see you see a lot do the X and But a good portion at the same time, you see just manage your rotation and manage the egos and let their assistant coaches take care of the rest. 
exactly. think that's what Steve Nash, that's what they were building for Steve Nash. Steve Nash, build, take care of the egos. We'll have Mike D'Antoni right here. He'll take care of certain parts of the X's and O's because he's an offensive coach. Ime Odoka is a defensive coach. He takes care of this. We'll be okay. You can just manage the personalities. But Ime Odoka took another job. D'Antoni took another job. And then the Nets are like, hold up. Where are our assistant coaches? Mm-hmm. All right, Steve Nash, we need you to do what they were doing. And Steve Nash was like, hold up. That's not what y'all wanted me to do. That's not what I was here to do. I was here to do this, and I was supposed to have assistance in these areas. And so when you don't have that, it's like, come on now. Like, but at the mm-hmm. same time, yeah. like, I don't want to give Steve Nash all the blame because look at the – like, at the same time as a coach, you can tell them to do X, Y, and Z, but if you don't have the right personnel, they can't do it. Look at somebody like Frank Vogel. He's a defensive-minded coach. Frank Vogel has always had an amazing defense on his teams. This year, why weren't they good defensively? It's like, look at the pieces they gave him. Mm-hmm. And told you, like, hey, go make a good defense out of this. He's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, you know, like, that's why I'm I feel not, like with Steve Nash. You know why I'm not going to give Steve Nash bail on that either? Why? Because if I'm not mistaken, like, Steve Nash used to be, like, the GM of the Canadian national team or some shit like that. So while it's maybe not be as, like, as hands-on as, like, an NBA GM might be, you still have had experience in personnel decisions, et cetera, et cetera. So place a fucking coach. You know what I mean? If you know that you don't have the coaching staff that you need to succeed, grow a set. Just like we expect KD to grow a set and tell KD that, yo, this is my team. Grow a set and be like, yo, y'all not equipping me the way y'all need to equip me, and y'all don't, we fine. I mean, yeah, Doc I see has no about, but... Doc has no problem stating his problem. Hey, yo, James Harden, you fucking up. Hey, Ben... How can I win with Ben? You know, you know what I'm saying? Doc ain't because Doc knows yeah, the game. Yeah, Doc does that, but Doc Close also makes poor rotations. Huh? Doc also makes a lot of bad rotations. 2008 World Championship, what? You're welcome? Oh, no, that oh. was in spite of Doc Rivers. Oh, my God. Have you seen God, Doc not Rivers' rotations? That, you're not going to yes, do that, Yes, no, I am. Because Doc Rivers, look at so all so, his coaches. So you're saying if another coach coaches that team, y'all win? You're a liar. Yes, I You're think I think we can liar. still win, depending on which coach got there. Yeah, as long as they play the why good do system, we do this? Yes. Why? Why no, does Doc Rivers? No, no, I don't like when we give. I like okay. Coaches can be good, but just like players are, they work with certain things. I don't like giving coaches just be like, oh, this coach is good. He's been Doc has been living off that 2008 championship and that legacy for a long time. Because before that, he was known as the guy that blew a three-one lead. After that, he blew two more three-one leads. Doc has been known to be a bad rotational coach. When it comes – Doc always – what other coach do you know will play all the five starters? You know, you start the game, you have your starters out. Take out their entire starting lineup, bring in an entire bench unit, and be like, okay, now we're going to play five bench players. All right, now we're going to play five starters. Now we're going to play five bench players. What other coach – that's that's idiotic. Doc, you all – everybody knows you keep one – one or two stars with you. You do certain like that. Doc has his strengths, but I'm just not going to give him all that credit for the 2008 championship. Yes, he played a good part in it, but I'm not going to say we couldn't have won it without him because I do believe we could have won it without him. Like okay, you see, me, what, I'm going to ask you a series of yes or no questions. I'm, I'm okay. going to ask you a series of yes or no questions, and I have a couple points to make about Doc. Uh, was Doc instrumental in improving the Celtics defense? That, that was his shit, right? Defense, right? Yeah, he, he he was a good defensive coach. And if, if I'm he, mistaken, 
it, y'all, it, y'all defense will stay one of the best offensive players in the fucking world. Kobe, you know what? We don't even gotta do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, we also not, have Kevin Durant. Not an no, elite no, coach. No, 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 you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that. Cause where was where's that same defense the next when he went to the Clippers? Where was that same defense? Okay, Where's so do, do we not talk about personnel making? You know what I'm saying? Because when, when he was yeah, a Clipper, Chris Paul, Chris Paul was one of the greatest point guards to win this all time. DeAndre Jordan led the league in blocks. First off, first off, first off, I'm not a basketball psycho. Oh shit! Oh shit! Let's go to a break. Oh, first, finish your question. Restate your question. Let's go to a break, and we can actually look up the answer because you ain't about to just ask me no random shit and me not be able to pull it up. Pussy. <laughs> I'll start talking right now. You go ahead and look up your information right now. I say Doc was a good defensive coach. However, after seeing what happened with Doc and with how that Clippers team failed, and then you see them replacing Doc with Ty Lue, and you see Ty Lue getting much more out of his players than Doc could with that same entire lineup. You saw the slander of Doc with poor rotations throughout the entire series, not making proper adjustments. And if you want to still give him that credit, like, I don't like when coaches just live off legacies such as that. I'm like, yes, you did win a championship, and that's what it's all for. But are we going to say Frank Vogel is one of the great coaches in the NBA now because he won a championship with the Lakers? He was the year after he won a championship. What'd you say? I said he was the year after he won a championship. I think, and yeah, the Clippers defense was During the championship run. During the championship run, people were literally calling for go back to go 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 look at tweets. I literally, if you Google, I mean, go search up Frank Vogel. Go back to twenty twenty. You will see so many times throughout the bubble, even when they're in the championship, people are like fire Frank Vogel, fire Frank Vogel. He makes horrible rotation. He's bad. Fire Frank Vogel after they won a championship. Fire Frank Vogel. Fire Frank Vogel. But he just won a championship, so management can't fire him. They give him a couple more years. They still saying fire him, fire him. That whole narrative was there the entire time, even when he won the championship. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's like coaches can be just average enough and to where they get the job done because they ride the top coattails of the champ of a great team. But if Doc was really that great, how come those Celtics teams couldn't do anything else? Why? How come he couldn't coach them to anything else past that? I don't know, man. How come the coaching didn't step up with, with, with other LeBron players? LeBron and Dwayne Wade led Heat. Like, what the fuck do you want to do with that? that I'm t- we talking. We talking 2011. I'm talking about 20. Like, we won 2008. What about 2009? Oh, so okay, so y'all went in 2008, and then y'all went right back and faced Kobe Bryant. Y'all thought y'all gonna beat him twice? We can, where, where was the adjustments? Like, we we we. Kobe's the nigga that adjusted, nigga. We didn't talk about Kobe's the Where one that adjusted. The, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he made like they made their adjustments. Where are the counter adjustments? You were just gonna you're keep mad, with the same you're scheme. Mad be that like, oh, this you're mad that Doc lost to Kobe. That's that's your. No, I'm <sighs> not. I, no, I'm not mad. About, I'm saying you're giving Doc way more credit than he deserves. I'm saying Doc is cool, but sometimes, just, a lot of times, he can't just put he can't just put another coach in that spot because just like okay, so. Yes, you're right. You cannot give Doc that much credit. But what you have to get Doc credit for is, yes, he managed the X and O's as well as managed the personalities. And Nash is not doing either one of those. They brought him in to be a personality coach. He's not managing personalities in the locker room. James left. How do you know? They're literally talking about that. How do you know that? Because they say that they say that's the only thing Nash does is 
Uh, like, they have players standing for him. You have management standing for him. You have other coaches standing for him, like Stan Van Gundy, commentator now. They were – he was literally standing for Nash saying, just because you don't see the adjustments doesn't mean they're not made. Nash – like, they were talking about how Nash is still a good – Player coach, they say he just doesn't excel in the X's. They and O's just got the swept four and O. You cannot tell me and that the coach here in that locker room hold is up, good. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold, 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 hold up. I'm not saying that it's not. I said you're not putting all this on Nash. Nash wasn't out there fucking shooting three for seventeen, but he Nash was putting the out niggas there out there that. that was. So you want him to bench KD? Go some fucking nuts. If you're going to coach and y'all going to get swept, you anything, everything's on the fucking table. Everything's on the fucking table. If your best when player, your play, if your best player is saying like he doesn't know he's your best player for three games, sit his ass down uh, and be like, yo, wait the fuck up. Because you're not you doing anything. KD, you, you losing your job that day. I'm not saying bitches when, they bench, when Frank Vogel tried to bench Russ, they said, hold up, you're not benching Russ. Because Frank Vogel said he wanted to bench Russ and take Russ out of rotation because Russ wasn't performing right. Management said, nah, you're not doing that. We paying him too much money. You putting Russ on that court. You're not benching Russ. And you saw Russ back in the lineup. You can't like, draw a parallel so between how the way the Lakers run their organization and every other because the Lakers well, I'm, are no, some I'm other saying shit. you're trying to put blame on Nash. And I'm saying I said oh, Nash no, it's is cool. He can take the blame. But, but I can't look. Like you but, over but here it's, like it's Nash's fault. KD no, 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 no. out there. No, no, no. But it's Nash's uh, turn. It's Nash's turn. Where KD out? He the best player, right? Show me. You the best we player. Take in, over. We forty minutes in. Take I thought KD got his bullets already. <laughs> nah, KD didn't I get. Thought... Nah, KD still here. We still here. We still here. Nah, you <laughs> take over. You him, right? I want to see when you see Kobe wave the coach off talking about, I don't want to, when LeBron, like, he changing the plays and doing what he want. Where's KD? Mm-hmm. K- KD yep, top 10, yep, right? Nah, yep, KD not top 10. Yep. KD not top 20. I don't want to hear it. Oh, shit. Get Pat <laughs> KD up. Pat <laughs> KD up. Without Steph, that nigga ringless. Pack oh, him up. <laughs> Pack him up. You needed that light-skinned nigga. Without him, he ringless. Out there calling Draymond crying. He probably out there right now calling him again. Like I shouldn't have left. You know, I said some things. You said some things. He you probably know, like, damn. How Kyrie, can I get I back? I thought Kyrie man. was him after he hit that shot over Steph. But after hooping with the nigga, I see he not Steph. That light skinned nigga just a little bit different. Y'all got room for me back? Y'all think I can come back? Like, come on now. Pack that. Yeah, I nigga think Kyrie's gonna make that call. Talking about making that call to Brian Brian to some man. We're like, look, man. He already did. Remember, remember after he left Boston? And he so was that was the apology call. That was the like, apology call. Yeah, that was This is going to be the look, man. I see what y'all doing over there. Because KD going to be like, yo, maybe Russ on that bad. KD his extension. KD stuck. No, 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 no. no. Kyrie can leave like, this year. This is what KD going to be like. Maybe Russ on that bad. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to have a little KD reunion tour in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring Russ right to Brooklyn and shit Kyrie all right to LA. You think I'm like, you heard it here first. You heard it, you heard it here first. It might be what Kyrie shit. Y'all, y'all could probably, Brooklyn could probably get Russ in the fucking. They, they send the better players, so they're gonna, they, they obviously get more back. They could get, they get, even though this trade would never happen, they could get, you know, Russ. A couple more, like Malik Monk's not even there. Not the Lakers only have four players on their roster, so they probably have to add like picks or something. 
that would actually be a straight little but, roster. Because it, it would give, because Brooklyn was so unathletic compared to Celtic thought. Like, did you notice that? Yeah. Like, just how, I mean, even, even with like <coughs> Al Horford and Grant Williams on the floor. Yeah, like, they, we have unathletic cats on the court. Correct, I want to hear that. Correct, but y'all guards and y'all wings are just so much more athletic. We play defense. That's all you say. They don't play defense. That's all you got to say. Well, it's effort. Well, we had well, yes, effort, we went but in there, look, ripped their hearts out, had back, them talking about, we want Boston. We want Boston. We want Boston. Where they at? Where so they we, at? They I agree with you on the point that y'all played defense and gave effort, but y'all have better athletes in some spot. Like, Jalen Brown's a fucking freak of nature. Jason Tatum, He's not a freak of nature athletically, but he's young and he moves fast. <coughs> Goran Drogic, Patty Mills, broke ass sucker. I don't want to hear the excuses. <coughs> Take those excuses somewhere else. I don't want to hear them. This is analysis. Y'all got Kevin Durant, the best player on a, the planet. This is Y'all got Kyrie player. Irving. I'm him, a Thunder him fan. Him University. I am tween, a Thunder Tween, 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 Hezzy. Him University. Bag Twitter. Bag everything. The most skilled duo of NBA history. That's what they told me. The most skilled duo in NBA history got packed up, got swept. They got swept by the duo that doesn't work. That the duo three months ago they were telling me they need to break up because they don't work. Pack them up. I'm, I'm really mad. I want to watch the post game conference. Oh, I'm about to watch that afterwards. You know they always post on you. I'm about to go watch it. Pack them up. I want. I want to see what they say. Do it. I want to hear live? it. No, they don't be on you. They 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 post them afterwards because they show it after the game. Mm. But the the co- conference is definitely over by now. You just we forty five <laughs> minutes in. You definitely what what you would see is just you just go back and watch them. Yeah, yeah. I got I got to hear him explain himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I got I got to hear. Yeah. I got I got to see him look a reporter in the eye and with a straight face be like, I just didn't get the job done. He didn't. Yeah. <coughs> Correct. He didn't. Don't ever compare that nigga to Giannis again. Hold on, Don't no, ever no. compare him to LeBron James again. I don't want to hear KD top anything. So. KD not top five in the league right now. <coughs> My light-skinned nigga Steph Curry packing KD up. So what does it, what does it mean for Jason Tatum now this series? Jason Tatum in, has in, arrived. In, in his career projection. Huh? Jason Tatum has officially entered superstar status. He wasn't uh he wasn't thought of as a superstar before this. This next series we're going into Milwaukee, obviously. That's gonna be a tough series. Um Jason Tatum's probably gonna be a first team all NBA type. All right, he's probably gonna be all first team all NBA this year. He might sneak in and be second team all defense. I think he deserves it. Um But we're gonna see what happens with Giannis. He packs mm-hmm. a, if Tatum can win a championship this year or even get to the finals this year, this might be one of the most difficult, like, finals runs in NBA history when you think of it because he'd have to go against a Brooklyn Nets team with Katie and Kyrie. Yeah. He'd have to go against the defending champions, champions Giannis, two-time MVP, DPOY, like, best player in the league. He has to go through that team. He has to go through either the 76ers with Harden and B, who who people were comparing to Kobe and Shaq ridiculously, or he'd have to go against the number one seed Miami Heat. But either way, either one of those series would be extremely tough. And then he'd have to go in the championship and find out whoever came out of the West. If he gave through there, right now, what it means for his legs, he enters superstar status. Mm-hmm. If he gets past Giannis next round, I'm saying... Jason Tatum has officially entered 
that top six conversation. Man, you can I mean, make honestly, argument he, he wins, enters that top six conversation. If he gets past, so if he wins the finals this year, and I'll put somewhere in Celtics. Small. If he four. wins the championships this year, um, we've had too many greats. He can't. He he not, he not up there yet. He's not even a top ten Celtics of all time. Because you got to mm. think we've had too many greats. We have the, seventeen championships. Um, you got to think we have. If he Bill wins Russell, this one, is he up there with Paul Pierce already? Yes, he's up there with Paul Pierce. He matches Paul Pierce, but Paul Pierce is on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to Celtics history, just because it's you. I think we've been here since the like basketball when the NBA started. So we got too me. much history. Too, me. too many That was players. before segregation, right? <laughs> that was before the segregation. We have Bill Russell there. We have Bill <laughs> Russell there. We have Bill <coughs> Russell there. Like I'm saying we had too we have too many people with five, six, seven, eight championships. We have too many Hall of Famers. We have too many players that have done too much, and it'd be wrong to neglect and disregard their achievements just because they played in the 60s and 70s. It's not fair to history because you could, just like they say on any um, any day, any given Sunday, like they say in football, you just have to play who's in front of you. You can't control who's in front of you. You play who's in front of you, and you can't knock people for playing who's in front of them, and that's just how it is. Like, you can't knock that. Like, when people are like, oh, well, you played this bad team. That's who was in front of me. I got the job done. Not everybody gets the job done against these bad teams, so... Well said. So, heading into the summer, you're the Brooklyn Nets. I'm almost hesitant to ask you this question, but you're the GM. What do you do with your, you know, you sit down with Steve Nash. What are your, what are your goals for the summer? What are you, what are you projecting? Roster moves, no. philosophy, scheme change, what are we doing? Well, first of all, we have to see what the coach is like out there right now. Um, there's there's plenty of coaches out there. We're, we're looking like there's people getting fired left and right. There's moves that need to get made. Um, Frank Vogel definitely so, needs to be an addition to your defensive staff. <laughs> so we just have to see. I I, I don't know because you know coaches every playoffs every playoffs there's coaches that lose their jobs. There's good coaches that lose their jobs because they need scapegoats. We got to see what the coaching. Cause I don't want to just fire Steve Nash and then we hire somebody that's not as good and we like. Uh, we just because we just want to get a different voice. I don't want to do that. Well, um, I don't necessarily I'd think that them, firing Steve Nash is a move either. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that unless there's a clear cut better choice. I stick with Steve Nash and I start looking to retool the roster. Uh, ben Simmons is making a lot of money. I sit down with Ben Simmons. You saw they sat down with him in the uh, Brooklyn leadership. Sat down with him to discuss his future. I sit mm-hmm. there and have a real conversation with Ben Simmons. Like, what's up? Like, let me know what's going on. Be real with me. Can I count on you this next year? And if he makes me feel like I can legit count on him, I go all in. Um, there's looking like there's a lot of drama other way. I first my first move, get a legit point guard. We need we need a Ricky Rubio, we need a Rondo, we need something like that. I don't need no. a, I don't I don't like when people say you need an all-star level guard. You don't need an all-star. You just need a floor general. That's all I need out there. I you need somebody need I can be paying. Yes, this team needs a floor general. This team probably this team needs, needs a floor more general. defense in that position than they do. Yes, yes, they do. Because you have, you have get, Ben Simmons that can handle the ball. So if you have – you, know, you might need a backup point guard, someone that can take those ben minutes. Ben Simmons can only do so much at that point guard. Like, I love Ben Simmons. You know I'm a big Ben Simmons fan. Yeah. Ben Simmons can only do unless he ch- unless oh, he works on the game half court so set point guard. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A half court set. Okay, he can do it in the full court. I when the playoffs come in here, Rondo would be a great pickup. Then you're right. 
yeah, we go into the half court. I need somebody when the game slows down, can control the game, can make us run at his tempo. I need a point guard first and foremost. After that, I look for a big man. I need a big man. I don't need somebody. I don't need Andre Drummond who can rebound. I don't need anybody like that. I'm a, I'll probably try to package Nick Claxton up with something else and try to go get just a rim protector. I need a rim protector. You get a rim protector down there, we're golden. We're solid. We're good. That's all we need down there because Ben Simmons is an elite perimeter de- defender, and he can lock up your – he can go guard your the other team's best player. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't do any good when Ben Simmons, you can go put him in a corner, and they can still attack the basket because you don't have a rim protector on there. Second yeah. most, I need to get a rim protector. There's plenty of rim protector that's going to be around the market. If we really want to get spicy, Rudy Gobert looking like he might be on the market. You want to pay that price? Hey, I don't think they go that route. How, I mean, I don't think I don't see no, absolutely not. I don't see them going that route either. Even the spiciest, saying, even the spiciest of teams. Yeah, the spiciest is spicy. But I'm saying you need a rim avoid big ticket spending on one item and oh, trying. Oh yeah, that's too much money on one yeah, person. I was just exactly. saying like, like the like the biggest thing. But that's what I'm saying. I need. I just need a rim protector type player. Mm-hmm. I need a rim protector down there. And if I get a rim protector. Available. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just need a, a solid rim protector. I get a rim protector down there. What the fuck is I Larry get a solid Sanders point doing? guard for 10 to 12 million. I think the Brooklyn Nets bounce back right away. You have a point guard. You have Kyrie at the two. KD, you have Ben Simmons and a legit, like, a, just a rim protector center. We solid. We got Seth Curry coming off the bench. We got, um, what's it called? We still got Patty Mills. We got Joe Harris. Cam Thomas is still, I don't know why he wasn't playing. Cam Thomas, Coaching. the young gun, He if he takes a leap next year, we can look good. We can look good. Like, the Brooklyn Nets can make moves. They just need to fix, like, a couple things, and they can be good. I think that's, that's why, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, that's what I'm looking for in the offseason. I'm telling you, but bro. But first, we also need to re-sign Kyrie. We got to see if Kyrie want to stay. Uh, I mean, let's just, if I'm doing, let's just say for shits and giggles, I'm going to re-sign Kyrie. I'm going to bring Ben back. I'm going to bring KD back. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm finding rent protection. Uh, I'm I'm not as sold on the the need for a point guard. Just the way that KD likes to play and Kyrie like to play. If you keep them both of them, you're not going to be running a lot of sets. But like Russ gets yeah. a lot of flat for that. But they're just as guilty of just going off, you know, off script. That was like a big thing of contention with KD when he went to Golden State. So there's no point in even going down that road. Yeah, because that's they were talking about KD ruined a lot of their stuff because you know Golden State runs a set offense mm-hmm. and KD they were like KD did a lot of ISO ball because that's like what they do. Him and Kyrie gonna do their ISO rolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you find a coach that can go and appeal to that pick and roll, be like, we're not gonna we're gonna be very. I, that's why I think Dan Tony would be perfect if they had him as the head coach instead of just a. Excuse me, as an no, assistant, I just think Dan Tony had too many works. chances at that point. Yeah, yeah, Dan Tony needed to step back at that stop at that spot, and he had to take an assistant coaching job. He couldn't go jump right into another head coaching job, so he yeah. had to take the assistant coaching job. But I think Dan Tony would still be a fit. I think what his scheme would be a good fit with a hyper offense that's like all offense, and we worry about the we're just gonna outscore you. Mm-hmm. I feel that, that could do like some with this team. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the team is good enough to get past the first round. Even the team was, is, like I said, it's, it's really kind of baffling. And that's why this summer is going to be a lot of talk about, you know, it's going to be a lot of first take, a lot of get upsetness about what the hell went wrong with the Brooklyn Nets. But, I mean, 
They got outplayed. They got executed. Out executed. Out hustled. Dunked on. Dunked in the face. Crossed over. Stepped over. Spit on. Slap. They got treated like a back alley. Mm, mm. Yeah. Couldn't be me though. That's why my yeah. team missed the playoffs with grace. Like, if you're gonna do all that, just miss the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they 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 came in here. They came in here hot, but they should have never been a seven seed in the begin with. But I mean, things happen. Kyrie misses. We that's something you just gotta accept at this point in his career. Kyrie's gonna miss game for personal reasons, and that's just a thing. He says. Life is bigger than basketball. There's other things more important than basketball. So if he feels like there's something he wants to do, whether it be a birthday party, whether it be a social gathering, whether it be whatever, if he need a mental health day, Kyrie is very open and very active and very consistent with that take on there's things bigger than basketball that I'd rather deal with. Mm -hmm. KD has to worry about staying healthy. Ben Simmons has to get on the floor. That's the next thing they got to worry about. You got to, because it's like, <laughs> be if your three stars floor, aren't on, well, I'm saying, that, I'm just saying that's a concern for the Nets. It's like, if you're not on the floor, that's the reason why they're in a situation they were this year. They shouldn't have been in a seventh seed. They shouldn't I mean, have been. They would never think, you know, having Ben Simmons this year. Like, but I'm not even talking about with Ben Simmons. Kyrie and oh. KD should have been enough. Kyrie and KD should have been enough, but obviously, um, Kyrie didn't come Kyrie to was. Yeah, he he was dealing with the vaccination status. KD was carrying him by himself. KD goes down with our injury, and then it's like, what do you what do you do now? They went on to mean losing streak. It's like, well, with KD, Kyrie not playing, KD gone. What are you supposed to do as the Brooklyn Nets? Like, you don't have a backup plan. You you put all your eggs into KD and Kyrie take over. If they don't take over, what do we do? Pray. And that's what they need to figure out this offseason, man. I mean, like I said, they need – like, Patty Mills was the beginning of the right idea of trying to find out the – not even really. Like, he can give you some good backup point guard minutes, but he wasn't really handling the ball. It's just the roster construction, man. Just They got to do some shuffling in the roster construction. I agree. I agree. We're going to see how this offseason goes. Um, but Celtics advance to the second round. Brooklyn Nets end up being the only team this year in the playoffs that end in a sweep. The Celtics take that first step and are the first team to move on to the second round. We're going to see how Philadelphia does tonight. They have a chance to be the second team, but we're going to see how them and the Raptors do. And then, you know, we'll see how it goes. But anyways, this has been another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself, and we out.